And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, I'm really excited about this next guest, somebody I've wanted to talk to for quite some time. And to be honest, could not come at a more opportune time. I've been feeling a little bit down of late. I'm in better spirits today. And one of the reasons is because I'm talking to this great man. But, you know, California is experiencing, or just experienced, rather, a recall election, a special election. It was just all kinds of messy world events, continual the divisiveness, which is really disheartening. I hate seeing that out there. And it's been getting me down. And so I need to reset myself. And it's a great way today to talk to the chief happiness officer. And I'm being completely serious. The CHO is going to be joining me in just a minute. And Edwin Edabiri is my guest. And he works with the Happy Neighborhood Project, and they reach thousands of people every year, and they show them exactly how to get out of that box that we can all get trapped in with indecisiveness and self-doubt and procrastination. And that's a big one for a lot of us, including myself, and fear. Fear is a huge one. And in the process, teaches us how to be more happy. And I think we could all agree we need more happiness. And using happiness helps us achieve success financial freedom, health, and can take our personal relationships to the next level, which is something, hey, if they're good now, let's get them great, right? And also through all of this, it's the power of communication that Edwin focuses on and uses so well to get us all to be a little bit happier. All of that said, Edwin Edaberry, the chief happiness officer, my friend, I've been looking forward to this. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So you're on a mission, obviously, Edwin, and you've always been somebody that's been a happy individual in uh, in life and trying to better the lives of others. But was there at any point in your life where you were maybe on a little bit of a different path? And maybe this can tie into telling us about your background and backstory and give the audience just a little bit more context. Well, that's a good one. So uh, back in 2009, you know, I, I just uh, sold a company. I, I was kind of feeling really good, okay? And then, of course, the recession hit. Uh, and it's, it's one thing for you as an individual to be feeling good, but then when you observe people around you, and these were people that were really happy people, so these are not like people who were like downer and stuff like that, and you start seeing their shoulder going down and you start seeing the walking, looking on the ground and you start to wonder what's going on. And, and, and so that started to bother me. You know, that was the, the, you know, the recession time, you know, 2008, 2009. And, and so I went into meditation and I actually took that in, you know, what can I do to really help, you know, to shift people's minds? Because, you know, Noah, you remember back then in, in the media, they were telling us, you know, and showing us pictures of the Great Depression, how things were going to get really bad before it get worse, almost, almost kind of like where we are right now with the pandemic, you know? And, and, and so I just uh, took all of those into meditation, and then I came out of meditation one day, and I was feeling really happy, not exactly sure why it was different than my happy self, until I went out and I started talking to people about happiness. And it started with a very simple thing. It was a very simple question. You know, I stopped somebody and said, hey, can I ask you a quick question about happiness? And sometimes they, they hesitated because they weren't sure, you know, somebody talking about happiness in this depression, in this recession time, you know. 
And some people were like very happy to hear someone talk about happiness. And I said, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you right now? And they give me a number and we just talk about that number. You know, I tell them, I don't want, you know, this is not about yesterday. It's not about tomorrow. It's just about right now. Mm. And by the time we were done, I see they a little bit lifted up. You know, you can just see it, it's just a huge transformation. It's kind of like, wow. So I started getting excited and I just continue to do that. Well, that's awesome. And I know this really has started a happiness movement. That's the best thing you can call it because it really is a movement. Was there a specific event that truly got this movement for you started more than just maybe asking somebody that question, hey, on a scale of one to 10, was there maybe a personal experience with somebody that you talked to that you said, hey, this is something that I need to be doing and we need to take this and make this even bigger? Absolutely, absolutely. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, things happen in our life and we don't really know the significance of it until it has really happened. And so I started doing this important thing I just shared with you, you know, asking people. And I, I turned it into an interview because I wanted to know why are some people happy, why are others not happy, and what can be done about it. So one day I'm in Jack London Square in Oakland. And, and this is something, of course, I've done, you know, so many times, you know, before that time. And, and I went to a gentleman and, and he was coming towards me and I said, hey, can I ask you a quick question about happiness? And he said, no, just flat no. And in my mind, I was like, oh, no, what's going on? And, and I said, come on, this is a really quick question and make it really quick. And he said, no, not really. And I'm like, wow, this is a beautiful day. What's going on? And so he realized I wasn't going to give up that easily. So finally he said, okay, what about this? Just ask me so I can go my own way. So I said, on a scale of one to 10, how happy are you right now? And it's called by far the lowest. And so I was kind of taken back because, you know, most people who are familiar with Oakland, California, the Jack London Square area, it's one of the most beautiful parts of Oakland. And it was on a Sunday, it was so, it, the weather was beautiful. So I'm thinking, why would this person assess themselves this low in this environment? So I said, hey, can I share a quick story with you? And he said, no. I said, whoa, yeah, we're going again, you know? <laughs> and, and then, you know, and then he realized I wasn't going to give up, you know? So he said, okay, whatever you're sharing, go ahead and share it. So I just started sharing the first thing that came out of my mind. And then towards the end of that story, I noticed he was calmed down a little bit. And so I said, hey, can I share one more story? He didn't say yes or no, so I asked him for a yes. So I went ahead and shared that second story. Then I went into the third one, the fourth one, the fifth one. I mean, I was on the roll. I just was Just kept going. Until, yeah, I just kept going you know, until a little voice in my head said, okay, I, mean, I think you're overdoing it right now, so why don't you just stop while the yeah. guy is listening? You know, so, so I did. So I extended my hand to him for a shake. He shake my hand. But this guy would not release my hand. He was holding my hand so firm. So again, uh, this is the other side of Oakland, California. You know, you start somebody holding you that firm, and then you start to wonder, okay, what have you got yourself into? You know, and, and, and so he said, "What is your name?" I said, "Well, as a general rule, I don't give my name." Okay. And I made that decision very early on because I didn't want people thinking, okay, this guy is just being nice, talking about happiness but he's actually trying to come and sell or something, you know? Right. And so I made the decision. So I'm not going to ask, ask you your name and I'm not going to tell you my name. And if faith was to bring us together in the future, that is fine. So that's what I was doing. So he looked at me straight in the eye and still holding my hand. And he said, not this time. 
And you said, I didn't want to talk to you at first. You've kept me here for almost 30 minutes. Yeah. The least you can do is give me your name. And at that moment, I thought that was fair. Plus, I needed him to release my hands, you know? So, so I gave him my name. He asked for the spelling, and I left. Now, for me, it was just another routine that just took a little bit longer than my usual one. So I left, and the next day, I got a call from this young man, and he said, do you remember me? I said, of course, in Jack London Square. He said, yes. I said, but what I don't remember is giving you my number. <laughs> I said, I Google you. <laughs> that's persistent. So that's when I kind of remember that's why he was asking for the spelling of my last name, you know? So, and then I said, what's up? And he said, well, I'm just calling to say thank you. I'm like, whoa, something is not jiving. I'm the one that had the whole thing. So are you calling to thank me? And that's when he broke the news that when I had stopped him, he was on his way to commit suicide. Wow. And I, I was so taken back. Like, at least what looked like forever, I couldn't even think until I finally said, hey, you have to go see a counselor. And he said, yeah, I've been seeing a counselor for like two years and nothing was working. I was in so much pain. I just wanted to end everything. And I said, what happened? He said, well, all the story you were sharing makes sense. But because of the pain I was at that time, I just couldn't process it. So you woke up a lot of these things in me. So I decided, hey, you know what? Let me give this thing another chance. So he went back home. And I actually remember because this guy was walking towards me, you know, in the beginning. And then I noticed as I left, he was coming behind me. So he actually, he, he went back home and the suicide note he left for the family. He flipped it over. He started writing down all the things he was thankful and happy about. And it went from zero when we met, which is what shocked me, to about 29 different items in that short period. And I was like, whoa, I was so happy for him. And, and, and the fact that he could remember a lot of this stuff, I didn't even remember all the things I was sharing with him, you know? And so I told him, I said, hey, here is the deal. You are in a different frame of mind right now. Mm. Maybe you need to go see a different counselor that could really help you. And he asked if I was a counselor, and I said no. <laughs> and then he thanked me, and he hung on the phone. And I was stunned. And that was when I realized that, okay, this simple exercise I was just doing could truly have impact on people's lives. And that's when I went ahead and started the I Am Happy Project, which is now in 64 cities, 19 countries, where we have over 70,000 people involved. And as a result of that, my work was actually recognized at the United Nations, in 2014 for what we do for global happiness. That's great. You know, sometimes I think we take it for granted. We'll ask somebody how they're doing. And we always expect, oh, I'm doing good. I'm having a nice day. And sometimes we'll get maybe a response that's not like that. Oh, you know, I've been better. Things are okay. And we just kind of brush it off and move on. But it's really at that point, maybe you should just take a couple of extra seconds like you did, Edwin, and really try and find out why that person's not doing well, because maybe you can bring them a little bit of joy and get them out of that frame of mind. They might really need somebody and are unable to connect with somebody in a certain way. And you can have a greater impact than you can possibly realize. Absolutely. Now, Noel, you just hit the nail right on the head. Because first of all, we live in a society where you get penalized for being honest, okay? Yeah. You know, that's the society we live. If you go about telling somebody you are not happy and your employer hears that, 
or your girlfriend or boyfriend or somebody else hear that, they're going to start thinking twice about you. However, if somebody were honest with you to actually, when you say, how are you? And they say, so-so or kind of or not really positive, that's somebody that's actually reaching out for help because they're already taking a risk of being honest, mm. which is not really rewarded when you come to emotional stuff in the society that we are, actually in the whole world, okay? So, so I think that was the thing that I pick up from that experience, that this guy, even though I didn't know at that particular time, he was screaming for help by the way he answered my question. My question was very simple. Yeah. He was very honest. You know, when he says zero, he was not playing with me, you know? So I think that's kind of what shocked my system to stop. But I would encourage everybody that's listening to this right now, whether it's your children, your spouse, your friends, your co-worker, and when you say, how are you, and, and they are honest with you, maybe they give you okay, maybe so-so, maybe, you know, then please take some time. Otherwise, you have no business asking them, how are you, if you are not going to be ready to have a little empathy and have a little compassion. Yeah, be invested in your question. Don't just do it because you're making casual conversation. If you're asking somebody how they're doing, do it because you really want to know how they're doing, no matter what that answer is. Noah here on Across the County. So please have Edwin Ediberry as my guest today, the Chief Happiness Officer. And speaking of being the Chief Happiness Officer, is this a self-appointed position or through your hard work, is this something that was uh, nominated, bestowed upon you by those that you work with? I'm very curious because I think every company should have a chief happiness officer. I mean, this is important stuff. And I, and I mean that. Absolutely. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I've had some people come to me and they say, hey, Edward, I really, really like your title. And I would say, okay, by the power vested in me as a chief happiness officer, you are not a chief happiness officer because we truly need more chief happiness officer. Now, in my case, I was giving a speech at an event, and, uh, and this event was actually hosted by the Employment Development Department. You know, they were kind of helping people who are looking for work, mm-hmm. you know, and so they brought me in to come and give a little, you know, happiness talk to kind of motivate them so that they can stay more excited or at least a little bit happier when they go for that interview. Because you and I know... Nobody wants to hire somebody that's not happy, okay? It doesn't matter what kind of background or experience they have. If they come in and their face is sore, they are just putting sadness on their shoulder. It's not going to go well, Edwin. It's not going to go well. (laughs) You're going to like, hey, you know, you got great experience and everything, but don't call us, we'll call you. Exactly. So I had to kind of let them know, hey, you know what? You got to prepare yourself because employers are looking for happy people. You know, people that can add to their environment. So, so one of the young men came to me after the session, and he said, man, you must be the head honcho of happiness. You know, he was a Spanish guy, you know? And, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really good, but I don't want to go around being head honcho of happiness, you know? And so at that point, I realized, hmm, I think I don't want to be a chief executive officer either, so why don't be chief happiness officer? So that's kind of like how the title came about. Oh, that's great. I didn't know that before. That's that's pretty epic. So what's the Happy Neighborhood Project? I know the basics, but if you could describe it in a little bit more detail to our listeners about connecting people to local happy businesses and what that means. Absolutely. So, so there's two parts to it, but the main thing is a platform. 
So what happened, just like the recession of 2009, I started the I Am Happy project. So with the pandemic of March of, the, of last year, we were looking at how do we really have small businesses? Now, we were already in the process of celebrating the International Day of Happiness. We had the hotel regime, people started taking registration, and then of course, the, the news started coming out, you can't have more than 250 people, then you can have more than 150 people, you can have 50 people, then you can have 10 people, and then everything just shut down, you know? So at that point, we made a decision that, hey, we are not going to let this pandemic stop us from celebrating happiness, okay? Love it. We are still going to celebrate March 20th as the International Day of Happiness. So we pivoted very quickly. While everybody else was still processing what to do, we moved online right away. And so we hosted an event for about 100 people registered for that event. They didn't know what to expect, you know, but they came, they were very pleasantly surprised. Everybody was still isolated at home. We had breakout room session where, you know, back then people were not doing breakout room like that. And so we put five or six people, you know, in small, you know, breakout session, even though everybody was staying in their home, they felt like they were in the living room with that five to six people, you know? And so they were very excited and then the word just went out. So from that one event, March 20th of 2020, we now host 75 plus events to over 20,000 people in about 36 states and eight countries. That's impressive. And, so, and it's com thank you very much. And it's completely free. And, and now here is what happened though. March 20th, we were celebrating International Day of Happiness. And somebody asked me, okay, this is free now. Would it always be free? And I opened my big mouth and I said, yes. Uh oh. Not having any clue what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I didn't know how fast this thing was going to grow. But I am so thankful that we've been able to keep our promise of keeping that online networking free. Now, in the process, we have companies like Dell Computer, like Tribe, like Network Lead Exchange, you know, like Creative Seven, you know, and, and, and my, uh, for my card, they started to come on board to sponsor us. So that way we can continue to really grow this. That was the very first one back in April of last year, you know. And, and then we have businesses who, who were actually with us before that were very happy business because they were committed in building their business on the foundation of happiness. You know, the way they treat their customer, the way they treat their employee. So those ones became verified happy business on our platform. And, and so that's kind of like how we, we are. And now we, we, we're growing it in different formats. We now have, you know, uh, ladies, you know, networking session. We have black entrepreneur. We have Hispanic entrepreneur. We have Asian entrepreneur. We have LGBTQ. We have uh, HMP ability you know, where everyone that's running the show are people with different form of disability that's running that particular show. So I'm just so excited, you know, in terms of what this is coming about. And my major focus in all of this, and, and, I, and I say this whether I am presenting happiness at work in a C-suite or I'm presenting happiness at work in a classroom or to family, I always encourage people to build whatever they are building on a foundation of happiness. Hmm. And Noah, if I can tell you the number one reason this has been that successful is when people come into our session, they are a little bit hesitant because they are not sure what to expect. And especially during the pandemic, 
and they come in and they feel the energy of happiness, you don't need to tell them to go invite their friends to come back. You know, they're just excited to go, hey, you got to experience it. This is not just networking, man. This is so cool. This is happiness, you know, to the extent. So I encourage people, whatever you're building, your career, your business, your family, build it on a foundation of happiness. That way, when you become successful at it, there is no vacuum. Because here's what happened, Noah. Somehow in the society, we have been told that if you work really hard and you become successful, you will be happy. Mm. And I tell people that's completely backwards. You need to be happy first. And then your happiness will actually help you to become successful. And here is the good news. When you work really hard and leave everything behind, no happiness, nothing. Now, some people think they are happy when they are working hard, but the truth is they are not. They, they, they live in a lot of stuff. Now, all of a sudden, you are super successful. It is very hard to summon happiness to come along. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. And, that, and, and the analogy is very much like love. When you, you know, when, when you try and find somebody to share your life with, you really can't love somebody completely. And I have always believed this, unless you love yourself first. Because if you can't love yourself and appreciate who you are as a person, how can somebody else do the same thing? And I think happiness is kind of the same thing there, Edwin. Absolutely. You can't give what you don't have. <laughs> Okay, and, and, and here is why happiness is even more crucial. There's a lot of studies now. Since I started back in 2009, there's been a lot of studies now. You know, money put into recession well-being, recession happiness, recession all kind of stuff, that we now have enough evidence that happiness increases your creativity, it increases your resilience. So when life throws you a curveball, if you're a happy person, you're going to deal with it differently than unhappy person. You know, a happy person is like saying, okay, what are we going to do with this? Okay, let's do this. Man. This will work. We can get out of this. And unhappy person is saying, why me? You know, I'm everybody. Why is it me? You know, so, so, so you are more resilient. You are more creative. You are overall more attractive because more you know this for a fact. Nobody is going to be like, hey, you know what? I want this unhappy person in my life. I can't wait, you know? Exactly. It doesn't work. Okay, so you are more attractive, and overall, you are more productive. Those are all qualities that can help us to be successful in whatever we do. Yeah, I've never so been on a date. Put- I've never been on a date in my life, Edwin, where somebody was completely unhappy and they weren't pleasant to be around. And I, I came back and I was like, oh, wow, I cannot wait to be with that infectious, unhappy person again. It's the opposite. Happiness is infectious. And you find when you're around people like that, you want to spend more time with them. Absolutely, absolutely, and and and, and it's even in the in the workplace, you see an employer will say, "Man, you know what? This guy is struggling, but oh, this is just a good guy to be around." You know, exactly. So let's find out how we can help them do better. Whereas if you were a happy person that's struggling, they can't wait to let you go. Yep. Now you can blame them for letting you go, but it's still part of your attitude that actually caused you to be let go. So 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 I tell people all the time. Bring happiness along. Don't wait. You know, here's another thing most people do now, and, and this is what I find out. I'll, I'll share a couple of things. Number one is people tend to put contingency on their happiness. 
they will tell you, man, if I find that significant other person, I will be happy. If I get that, that, that job, I will be happy. Oh, man, if I buy this house, man, I will really be happy. Oh, oh, if I get that promotion, I will really be happy. And the truth about it is we know people who got that other job. We know people who got that promotion. We know people who buy that house. We know people who have the brand new car. And they are not happy That's right. after a few months. So why would we be the one different? But on the other hand, if we were already happy before we got that promotion, before we buy that house, that car, before we get that significant other person, then life just gets a little bit better. So let's remove the contingency from all the happiness. And then the other thing that I will share is if more people are just thankful for what they have. Amen. Life will be way more yeah, sometimes we really just take right. things for granted, Edwin. I mean, not necessarily that we don't like them or that we don't appreciate them to some level, but I think we take them for granted and we could love them and have so much more happiness for them in our lives if we actually took the time to realize how important they are and what they actually do for us, which is increase our happiness level. Absolutely. And, and so you will find out that you know, I, I joke about this as an example, but I'm also serious about it. It's, you know, you, you look at people that most people that have cars, they have keys that automatically open the car. And so what happens? We get to our car, we just press the button, and the car just opens, and we just go in. Nobody ever stops one day to say, hey, you know, this key, you are really nice. Thank you. You know, nobody does that. We just take it for granted that the key is always supposed to open the car until one day we are running late for an appointment that's really important and we press the button and it doesn't open the car. And we get to the car and and we quickly realize, man, if we are calling a tow service, it's going to take 45 minutes to get there and I only got 15 minutes to get to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that key develops a new significance. That's right. Well, what I'd like to focus and on right now, we're running out of time, uh, and, and I knew this was going to happen because there's always not enough time to talk about the things that make us more happy or that you know would be um, taking it to the next level, as we've said a little bit earlier on. But I'd like to get to, and just go through real quickly, go through the list, and then I'll probably ask you uh, the number one, why I think that one's important. But uh, let's get the top 10 uh, things that we can do in our lives, Edwin, right now here on Across the County that would take our happiness to the next level. Just just make the list and then I'll ask you what I think is the most important one and you can expand on that. Fantastic. So number one is just decide to be happy. Make a decision right now. As you are hearing us, you're hearing me, you're hearing Noah, make a decision that you are going to be happy. Make that decision a priority. Number two is smile. You've got to learn to laugh at yourself. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine. Just take it yourself. Make it self-prescription. Number three is volunteering your time. Be of service to others. Number four is donate your money. Now, you don't have to wait until you are super rich to be a philanthropist. It can be a dollar here, two dollars there, and it works. Make a list of all the things. Make, make, make time for the three Fs. You know, this is your faith, your family, and your friends. We are social beings, folks. It doesn't matter whether you are introvert or extrovert. We are social beings. Number six, create a list of all the things that you are thankful for. You gotta learn to be thankful for the things you have. I firmly believe that everybody has everything they need to be happy already. Anything else is just a gravy, the icing on the cake. 
Number seven, create a list of all the things that make you unhappy because we don't live in a utopia, okay? You know, we live in a real life. Life is going to throw you a curveball. As a matter of fact, I do a class I call sadness and happiness because the sadness is it actually reflects your happiness level. So the more you put down the list of the things that make you unhappy, then you can start working on them, you know, little by little. Number eight, you learn to manage your time and your money because those are the two major things that create stress. And most people will tell you that study the human anatomy, anatomy will say stress creates, you know, a lot of diseases. So if we can reduce stress from our life, we'll increase our happiness. The number nine is be active and make healthy choices. Folks, what goes into your mouth is going to affect your body, and, and you need to keep that healthy. You don't have to be a gym freak, but if you're sitting down on a chair for hours and hours, it's going to reduce your level of happiness. Just stand up and walk around, you increase your level of happiness. So movement helps your happiness. And finally, create a goal list or your dream list. Because if you have hope, you are going to be a happy human being. That is a great list, and uh, all of them are important, but I noticed as I was going over them in my mind, Edwin, two of them that I think in my mind, I'd like your quick response on this, because I have a couple more questions before we finish the show. Uh, The two building blocks for me on that list that really lead to the other ones is, first of all, making that decision, as you said, to be happy. You got to make that decision, because if you don't, maybe you'll be happy, maybe you won't be. You got to make a conscious effort. Hey, I'm going to be happy all the time, no matter what. And then two, that physical expression of that decision is to smile. Smile all the time, have that decision to be happy, and the others will fall into place if you stay true to those first two things. Absolutely, absolutely. Because again, you know, we make all kinds of decisions and we don't take them seriously. But according to Dalai Lama, he said the purpose of life is to be happy. And so when you make a decision about your happiness, you better take it seriously. And as far as the smile is concerned, the brain is very powerful. It's two billion cells. But guess what? If you fake a smile, the brain doesn't know. If you fake a laughter, the brain doesn't know. So you could be going through stuff and you smile and you laugh, the brain is going to be like, okay, this person is in a good mood. Let's help him out. And that's the power. And then you can deal with the situation. And I'm not telling anybody here that if life throws you a curveball, that you should pretend it did not happen. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you should make happiness your default position. Because if you are happy, you can deal with life situation better than if you're unhappy. Amen. I completely agree with that. So I know you're happy all the time, which is a great thing. You're very inspirational to myself personally, what are the little things in life, the things that some might take for granted, Edwin, that to you bring you so much joy and why you have to stay happy all the time? What would those things be? Well, my family would definitely be number one on the list, you know, and, uh, and then I love, I love dancing. Okay. You know, when, 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 uh, when the pandemic news first came, and people will start wondering what's going to happen. Myself and my wife, we love going to you know, nightclub and dancing and stuff. And we just say, hey, guess what? Pandemic is not going to stop us from dancing. So let's bring the nightclub to the house. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> so we just put together you know, our, our DJ equipment. And now, I, you know, for fun, for those who are familiar with Clubhouse, every Friday night is packed for dancing. 
And now we engage people that want to come and join us and listen to music from all over the world. Oh, man, if you're anywhere close to, to San Diego anytime soon and you bring your equipment with you, uh, we, we got to get together, man, because I love dancing, too. It's one of my favorite things. Absolutely. I love it. So coming up, I know there's a Global Happiness Summit. Just found this out right before the show, and this is important. I know you want people to be a part of it. What's it all about? When is it? And what's your role with the event? Absolutely. So first of all, it's a visual event, so people can join from all over the world. Last year, we hosted, we had over 1,000 people at the event, and this year, we are hoping for more than 1,000 people also. So people can join from their living room, their office. Now, if you are joining from your car, plus make sure you pack your car and be very safe, okay? But so we're going to have laughing yoga, you know, talk about smiling and laughing. You know, my good buddy, uh, Yogi Ramesh, is going to come and entertain us and teach people how you can laugh for no reason. Okay, we're going to have speakers on happiness and we're going to have speakers on personal development also. Uh, we're going to do our world famous uh, networking and this time we're also going to do speed networking. So it's going to start from 10, 10 a.m. Pacific time and it's going to go to 4 p.m. Pacific time. And, uh, and, and it's exciting. I mean, people can go to happynevelproject.com forward slash GHS, or for short, they can go to hnpabc.com forward slash GHS and register. And it's going to be all day of fun. And they can come in and out also. That's kind of like the way it's structured. They will see the agenda once they log in. And so if they cannot even be there all day, it's still okay for them to come and get a quick glimpse of it and pick one or two contacts because anybody they get to meet are going to be networking with happy people. What better way to build your relationship or build your business than with happy people? That's the only way to do it. If you're, you know, building your relationships or you're building, like you said, your business contacts or networking or whatever it happens to be, you're always going to want to be around happy people. And this is going to be a great way for you to do that. I highly suggest you register. I have to ask this as we close the show. Very important to me. You know, one of my other favorite guests here on Across the County, Edwin, and that is the one, the only, the amazing Barry Shore. I know you guys have had a couple of chats, I think. Tell me what you think about Barry. I have to ask <laughs> Barry so like I'm the chief happiness officer and Barry is the ambassador of joy yeah so when you put joy and happiness together I mean that's the way life is supposed to be as a matter of fact you know Barry will be one of the speakers at the global happiness summit October 8th nice so for those who are familiar with Barry that would be a good time for you to come and check him out just mark your calendar for October 8th and join us, you know, at uh, hmpabc.com forward slash GHS. Again, I have never, yeah, you're happy all the time and I, and I love you for it. And we're going to bring you back on the show. I have never met a man with so much energy in a good way than Barry Shore. The guy exudes energy, happy energy. He's awesome. Yes. And, and, and I'll just say this, though. If people who are not familiar with Barry needs to just listen or read his book, the ambassador, of joy, uh, the ambassador of Joy. Read his book and hear his story, okay? His story is amazing. Barry's story is amazing, okay? And so just, you know, that's all I can say. Just go and hear his story. You will be inspired. 
Well, I know that I didn't get to uh, just so much of what I wanted to talk to you about. We did cover a lot, Edwin. So, Edwin Itaberry, we're going to have you back on the show. If you would like to come back on, I'd love to have you back. People can go check you out at happyneighborhoodproject.com. That's a lot of what you do right there. If there's anything else you'd like to say in closing or things you would want to point the listening audience to, what would you say and how can people contact you? Well, you already mentioned it, happyneighborhoodproject.com. You know, you have all the information. And for the Global Happiness Summit, it's really a big event. If you go to happyneighborhoodproject.com forward slash GHS, that's Global Happiness Summit, that would be great. But what I just want to leave with your audience is I believe this with every cell in my body. Every human being deserves to be happy. Mm. Now, when one person is happy, they actually you know, trigger a chain reaction that affects two, three levels of their friends. So if you are saying that somebody near you is not happy, you should look at the mirror and say, what can you do to increase your happiness? Because the best way to spread happiness is for you to be happy. Amen. It's like we were saying throughout the show, it's infectious. If you are a happy person, the people around you are going to be happy. And always ask when you're asking that question, hey, how you doing? If the answer is not good or great, ask why. There's so many things you can individually do to make somebody else that much happier. Absolutely. Well, Edwin Itaberry, thanks for taking a half hour with us on Across the County and making myself more happy. I, I, I'm glad I had you on when I did. I'm recharged and ready to go, and I know our listening audience is feeling the same thing. We'll have you back on, and uh, again, thanks for the time. Absolutely. Hey, and I want to say thank you for all that you are doing. You keep doing it, and you're helping us to spread happiness. Will do, my friend. It's always about trying to spread information and happiness here on the show. Noah here and across the county. Go to the website, happyneighborhoodproject.com.